3: Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
0: Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. The Supreme Court issued some decisions today as the clock counts down to its recess at the end of next week. The court upheld an exception to the Constitution's protection against double jeopardy in a case that drew a lot of attention because of implications for President Trump's pardoning powers. Joining me is Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr. So, Greg, start by telling us about that 7-2 to decision in Gamble v. U.S.
2: This is, as you said, sort of an exception to the notion that the government can't prosecute you twice for the same underlying conduct. The Supreme Court has said for decades, and really dating back to the 19th century, that it's okay to have multiple prosecutions if they're coming from different sovereigns, namely the federal government and a state government, that they both have the right to prosecute somebody for the same c- conduct. And this case asked the Supreme Court to overturn those rulings and overturn the separate sovereigns doctrine. When the court agreed to take up the case, there was some thought that they were pretty serious about thinking about doing that. As it turns out, it wasn't close. As you said, it was a 7-2 to two decision. The court reaffirmed the Doctrine and essentially left the law as it's been for decades.
0: I read that there were jokes that this case, Gamble v. U.S., should have been named, renamed Manafort v. Mueller. Explain the connection.
2: Yeah, one big reason people were watching this case is if the court had had overturned the separate sovereigns doctrine, that might have meant that if Donald Trump were to pardon Paul Manafort, he hasn't, but has left open the possibility that that might have also precluded some state prosecutions for the same underlying conduct. There are a lot of kind of qualifications to that. It wasn't totally clear that it would have prevented the state of New York, for example, from going after Paul Manafort for slightly different underlying conduct. But that was a big potential implication had the Supreme Court gone the other way.
0: Now, in one case that we've discussed several times because the court has been considering it for something like three months, the Supreme Court wiped out a ruling against an Oregon bakery that refused to make a wedding cake for a same-sex couple. Sounds awfully familiar.
2: Yeah, this was a strange outcome, to be honest, June. This case is very familiar because it's an awful lot like the case the court resolved last term on a case called Masterpiece. That was a Colorado bakery that refused to make a cake to celebrate a same-sex wedding involving two men. And the Supreme Court decided that case very narrowly. They sided with the baker but they said it was because one of the commissioners on the Colorado Civil Rights Commission had suggested that she bore animus towards religion. And this case was out of Oregon, also very you know, very similar. It was a bakery that refused to make a cake for a same sex wedding. In this case, had to pay a penalty of one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. And the Supreme Court for about three and a half months dithered over what they were going to do with this case. And at the end of the day, the court said we're just going to kick it back to the the lower court, to the Oregon courts, to reconsider it in light of our decision in the Masterpiece case. It's really a way kind of of sidestepping the underlying issues. Uh, Not clear why the court doesn't want to get back into this. It certainly was a case they could have granted. Instead, they set aside the fine, kicked the case back down to the lower court. I'm sure we'll be talking about this issue again at some point, but we won't be doing it at the beginning of next term.
3: Face it, your business is unique. It faces challenges and risks that are specific to your industry and to the skills you and your team bring to every challenge. You need experienced insurance professionals. The Hartford accepts the challenge. The Hartford understands that protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can help provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large size companies like yours to easily manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Learn how at TheHartford.com.
1: Johann Schmiegel, you've got the world's highest IQ. Yes,
2: 247.
1: Wow. Did you know that thanks to Salesforce with Einstein AI, everyone's smarter? Now everyone's an Einstein, just like
2: you. But I'm
3: the smartest.
1: Not anymore. With connected data and trusted AI, everyone can give customers experiences they've only dreamed of. Oh, look, here's a few Einsteins now. Hey, hi. Hola, amigo. Everyone's an Einstein? It's okay, Johan. Let it happen. The number one AICRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. You know
3: success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. What this seems
0: to say is that they're putting a case off, which would be very controversial, religious beliefs basically restricting LGBTQ rights, so it won't come up in a year when there's going to be you know, a presidential election.
2: That's certainly one way of looking at it. And keep in mind, they're already going to have one, actually, three LGBT cases, uh, all involving whether employers can discriminate against workers because they are, in two of the cases, gay or, in the other case, transgender. And it may have been, at least for some of the justices, that they don't want to have, you know, there being an entire theme with the next term leading up to the election, where the court might be seen as rolling back LGBT rights.
0: Now, there was actually an interesting case. It involved land once owned by Thomas Jefferson and a Virginia uranium ban.
2: So this is actually the the nation's largest known uranium deposit. It's in Virginia. And Virginia has banned mining, uranium mining in the state. And the landowners, with support from the Trump administration, said, that runs afoul, that is a violation of this federal law that says only the federal government has the power over nuclear safety. So this whole notion of, you know, it could be dangerous because we extract this uranium from the ground, they claimed that is something only the federal government can regulate. The Supreme Court said, no, we disagree. The states have always had power over mining and nothing in this federal law affects that power over mining this federal law gives the the u.s government authority over what happens to the uranium after it's extracted from from the ground but not before and therefore we're going to uphold this virginia ban on uranium mining
0: Greg, does this have implications for the environmental litigation that we expect to see, or does this stand on its own terms?
2: It probably stands on its own terms. You know, there's a lot in these opinions that you spend some time scrutinizing. There was, to me, a very interesting dispute between members of the majority in this case, where the more conservative justices said, you know, we don't want to second guess what the state's motives were in enacting this this sort of legislation. And the more liberal justices said, you know, we don't have to talk about speaking such broad, sweeping principles about our power to second guess the state based on on their motives. It's pretty clear the justices had some other cases in mind, and and it may just take a while to figure out exactly what they're thinking of.
0: There was a case where the Supreme Court dismissed challenges to findings of racial gerrymandering in virginia districts and i will just ask you if that has any implications for the partisan gerrymandering cases we're still waiting for
2: it's a very different issue this was a racial discrimination case and and the ruling totally centered on who could could appeal. Uh, the, the Virginia's Democratic Attorney General said, I didn't want to appeal. And the Republican uh, legislature wanted to appeal. The Supreme Court said, no, you don't have standing uh, to, to file an appeal. It, it's, a, it's a very separate issue from the partisan gerrymandering cases that we're waiting for.
0: All right. And we'll be talking to you again, I suspect, on Thursday, Greg, because the Supreme Court is having an extra day of decisions. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-sized companies like yours to help manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let The Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com.